Mommy, Dr. Strickland scooped her up into his arms. He was bigger than Daddy, and he smelled like salt. He tipped her backward, tickling her sides, and she laughed hard enough that she couldn't talk anymore. Thank you so much, the woman said. It's a pleasure to meet you, Miss Carey said, shaking the woman's hand. We really love having May in the classroom. Dr. Strickland kept tickling May until the door to the Montessori cycled closed behind them. Then May caught her breath. Where's Mommy? She's waiting for us, Dr. Strickland said. We're taking you to her right now. The newer hallways of Ganymede were wide and lush, and the air recyclers barely ran. The knife-thin blades of Arika palm fronds spilled up and out from dozens of hydroponic planters. The broad, yellow-green striated leaves of devil's ivy spilled down the walls. The dark green primitive leaves of mother-in-law's tongue thrust up beneath them both. Full-spectrum LEDs glowed white gold. Daddy said it was just what sunlight looked like on Earth and May pictured that planet as a huge, complicated network of plants and hallways, with the sun running in lines above them in a bright blue ceiling sky, and you could climb over the walls and end up anywhere. May leaned her head on Dr. Strickland's shoulder, looking over his back and naming each plant as they passed. Sansiferia trifasciata, Epipremnum aureum, Getting the names right always made Daddy grin. When she did it by herself, it made her body feel calmer. More? The woman asked. She was pretty, but May didn't like her voice. No, Dr. Strickland said. May here is the last one. Chrysalidocarpus lutescens, May said. All right, the woman said, and then again more softly. All right. The closer to the surface they got, the narrower the corridors became. The older hallways seemed dirtier, even though there really wasn't any dirt on them. It was just that they were more used up. The quarters and labs near the surface were where May's grandparents had lived when they'd come to Ganymede. Back then, there hadn't been anything deeper. The air up there smelled funny and the recyclers always had to run, humming and thumping. The grown-ups didn't talk to each other, but every now and then Dr. Strickland would remember May was there and ask her questions. What was her favorite cartoon on the station feed? Who was her best friend in school? What kinds of food did she eat for lunch that day? May expected him to start asking the other questions, the ones he always asked next, and she had her answers ready. Does your throat feel scratchy? No. Did you wake up sweaty? No. Was there any blood in your poop this week? No. Did you get your medicine both times every day? Yes. But this time, Dr. Strickland didn't ask any of that. The corridors they went down got older and thinner until the woman had to walk behind them so that the men coming the other direction could pass. The woman still had May's painting in her hand, rolled up in a tube so the paper wouldn't get wrinkles. Dr. Strickland stopped at an unmarked door 
shifted May to his other hip, and took his hand terminal out of his pants pocket. He keyed something into a program May had never seen before, and the door cycled open, seals making a rough, popping sound like something out of an old movie. The hallway they walked into was full of junk and old metal boxes. This isn't the hospital, May said. This is a special hospital, Dr. Strickland said. I don't think you've ever been here, have you? It didn't look like a hospital to May. It looked like one of the abandoned tubes that Daddy talked about sometimes, leftover spaces from when Ganymede had first been built that no one used anymore except as storage. This one had a kind of airlock at the end, though, and when they passed through it, things looked a little more like a hospital. They were cleaner, anyway.